All right. All right, you guys. This episode starts with an admission. For anyone who listened last week, I said multiple times, uh, if the Patriots lose to the Bears on Monday Night Football, uh, this podcast is over. I quit. It's done. I was that. I was that sure of uh, my prediction. And uh, the Patriots not only lost, they were absolutely fucking obliterated off the map at home against the Bears. Basically, a scenario unfolded that I did not think was possible. So I plugged in my little microphone, I turned on my little computer. And I started my little podcast and I started making guarantees that uh, I wasn't really thinking I was going to be held accountable for. So, uh, the good news is, is that this is not the last podcast. Unless you hate this podcast and I got bad news, we're still going. (laughs) But uh, obviously I wasn't going to actually quit the podcast. But I'm not going to lie, as that game was unfolding, I was like... God damn it. What have I done? What have I done? Guys, welcome to Gambling for Shoes. Uh, this is the best gambling podcast, uh, you know, in this zip code for sure. Uh, my name is Jack Snodgrass, former professional baseball player. Man, I really throw that out there a lot. <laughs> but it's who I am. Uh, current stand-up comic in, in uh, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I'm married. I'm a Sagittarius. I'm circumcised. Hey! I uh, know this is a podcast where I gamble, uh, and every time I win, I buy shoes, and goddamn, goddamn, shoe carnival is fully stocked, okay? Not, not, I haven't, I haven't, that was my weird way of saying I haven't bought a single shoe, and it's been, God, it's been a rough, it's been a rough seven weeks. I, I want, I want as much, look. Look, you guys, I'm just, I'm just, this podcast is about honesty, okay? Vulnerability. I really thought I was going to win last week. I really believed it. Oh, I was so confident. My mistake, my mistake was I was, uh, well, I was too obviously arrogant about the Patriots. But I was, the most painful thing is that I, I, uh, I coupled the Patriots with uh, the Seahawks. And uh, there was one other team. Uh, I, I all I know is that I, I covered by a mile. Like I, I I felt so smart, you know. And every now and then I feel like a game comes across the board where you're like, this is a bad matchup. The betting public doesn't understand it. Vegas knows a little bit, but this is an advantage. Like this is an opportunity to go to go wild. And I think that's what that's how I want to bet in the future. Because right now I'm a hack. I'm a hack better. I, I bet for fun. I bet for shoes. I bet for the podcast. But eventually, I want to bet just to make money. You know, I want to be a fucking shark. That's what I want. But, uh, so like, the the Seahawks game last week, primetime betting, like, it's week seven. The public doesn't know that the Seahawks are good. They hear Geno Smith and they're like, what? That can't be true. There's no Russell. They still think Russell Wilson's good. Okay? So when they're on the road at the Chargers, people think the Chargers are good for some reason. Because they have a good quarterback. 
but it's, it's it's worse than that. It's 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 or it's not as simple as having a good quarterback for them. But I knew the Seahawks were going to take care of business. I knew they would cover, probably win the game. They whipped ass. And I'm sitting here not making money off of it because I fucking attached it to the Patriots who don't have a quarterback, which was apparent last week. So I was a little, uh, I was a little, I was kicking myself because you got to have a good quarterback, bro. And Bailey Zappi, you know, not necessarily, I don't know, maybe he'll be good. Mac Jones doesn't really seem like he's good. The Patriots don't really have a quarterback yet. I put an ambitious, ambitious sum of money against against laying it down. I just I never thought the Bears were gonna score. What? But I, I knew I was in trouble as soon as like uh, the Bears scored and then Mac Jones threw a pick, all in the same like five minutes. I was like, oh boy, we're in trouble. That was my dog, by the way. There were the the, the violent shaking. That was my dog, uh, Newt, the hound dog. Um, anyway, technically the first guest, Newt, hey, first guest in the podcast, anything you want to tell the people? Nothing. All right. He's a little shy. Um, anyway, so obviously this week, after last, after last week, I was like, I'm never gambling again. This is stupid. I'm just burning money on fire. What am I doing? Let's stop it. Let's just save the money and buy extra groceries. But no. No. That that would be me quitting. And although there comes a time when a person should quit. And honestly, if, if I had friends in this room, maybe they'd say, you know what? Maybe you should quit. Maybe you should stop. But right now, the only friend I got in here is old nudie boy. He can't fucking say shit. And I don't have anyone to tell me different. So guess who's, guess who's fucking betting this weekend? Uh, the person talking to the microphone, me, Jackson on grass. Um, it's definitely going to happen. And guess what I'm betting on? The Bengals, all right? The Bengals, my favorite team, who are actually, might, they might be okay. I, I, I range from, from uh, you know, very, very uh, pessimistic, dark, darkly pessimistic about the, the Bengals. But right now, I, 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 see, I feel some hope. Maybe because the gambling has felt so hopeless that I'm like, well, at least my favorite team wins sometimes. So I've, I've just said, like, my ego has hopped from that to that. Anyway, the, basically this gambling thing, it's, you're like studying your, your, your... It's like it's revealing your weaknesses in terms of how you think. And right now, your boy's got a weak-ass mind. But that's changing. I'm not making a bet anytime soon. The Bengals play on Monday Night Football. Um, but honestly... Now, now this is my betting journal. I'll, I'll switch it over. Maybe talk about the Bengals. I definitely want to talk about the World Series, Bryce Harper, and I'll talk some stand-up comedy, of course, at the end. How could I keep my grubby little paws off of that? Um, that's, ooh, you hear that train? Ooh, big city comic. Oh, you hear that train in the background, boys and girls? Oh, this is we're not we're not in fucking Gary, Indiana. We are in Chicago. No one calls it that. Chicago. Anyway, guys, I really appreciate you listening, by the way. Uh, there's a select few who tune in every week, and I just want to say right now, thank you. And I mean that. That's not, that's not, that's all, I'm, 
I'm an ironic person who usually is always joking, but seriously, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, so I don't play chess, but people talk about how like chess reveals your strengths and your weaknesses in terms of like how you strategize or something or go about your life. Like if you're if you're a little too hesitant, then you'll play hesitant chess, and I don't know what happens. People steal your queen and take her clothes off, you know. Tire up. No, I, I, just, <laughs> I think I just, I, I want to have porn chess. Can we have, <laughs> I want to have porn chess. Anyone, send me some Bitcoin and we'll start it together. Um, but anyway, I think betting's the same way. And because in a way you are at war. I think chess is like war. It's like the first video game of war or something like that. And gambling is kind of like war because, you know, whether you, as soon as you decide to play, you're, Vegas has declared war on you. Like, they've already set the rules. They've got all their fucking battleships, all their tanks lined up. They know exactly what they're doing. They've got the math. They've got the experience. They've got the bankroll. They really have every advantage you could ever think of. Um, But every now and then, each game is its own market, and mistakes get made. And the best gamblers find those mistakes in the market, those anomalies, and exploit the ever-loving shit out of them. And that's what I'm trying to do. So basically, I envision a world where I just watch the NFL. I'm like, ooh, this I love this sport. The Bengals are the best team ever. Joe Burrows won five Super Bowls. I can't believe how fulfilled I am. At this point, I'm probably like 41. And then I see a game like the Seahawks going on the road against a bad Chargers team with a horrible head coach and that is free fucking money and I should have just been like you know what back up the goddamn Brinks trucks and unload it on this game like and just basically not bet for seven eight weeks in a row and then find the one game you're like dude that's it and you just take your shot but again this may not this seems like it would be impossible but I think one thing that I'm doing that a mistake I'm making is that I I am better at picking over-unders as in the total score than I am actual spreads. But I, for some reason, I'm not allowing... I, I feel like I'm less of a man or something if I don't pick the spreads. And I'm also pretty good at some prop bets. Like, I did, I did lose my big bet last week, which did... Sincerely, it hurt me. I wish... I wish this was televised so you could see how not joking I am right now. Sincerely penetrated. It pierced me. I was a fool, but I did I did hit on a couple overs. I, I bet on uh, the uh, Redskins running back. That's how scientific I am. I don't even know fucking players' names. Uh, <laughs> the Redskins running back to go over against the Green Bay's uh, leaky, leaky pass or rush defense. Um, so I did hit on that, and I did bet on the Bengals and win. So like, it's not a total fucking, but I, but I put it most. I basically each week I set aside a budget. To uh, to assign to each game or to each like week, each cycle of NFL betting, and I put you know eighty five percent of my budget, that weekly budget, on that Pat's fucking game, and I just can't. Still, still, I I, I hear whispering to me at night like Bailey Zappy. You really thought Bailey Zappy was gonna do it, bro? You really thought? Guys, gambling, as you can tell, is so fun. It comes with no regret, no pain. 
No self-loathing. <laughs> it is fun though. Um, and I'm gonna guess what? <laughs> I'm, I am. I'm. I am betting on the Bengals. It is true. Got a good matchup, and I think uh, people are a little skittish of them because they they started off 0 and 2, and they're not they're not quite sure. But they did beat a JV team by 56 last week. The Falcons. It's not that they're not good. They're probably more of a poser. Like I see them winning like seven or eight games max. But I think they had some serious injuries last week. And uh, the, you know, if you got serious injuries and not that good of a defense, the Bengals. And the, the thing is, Atlanta has no pass rush. And if you can't sack Joe Burrow like six times a game, then you're he's gonna light you up. My boy Joe B's gonna take care of you. That's listen to me. I'm a homer. I I stopped being. I used to be a fan of sports teams, like growing up. And I got my heart broken a few times, and I was like, never again. But uh, I know I've matured since I was 12 because, you know, I got I am emotionally invested in the Bengals. And uh, them losing the Super Bowl did cause legitimate pain in my heart. And uh, But I didn't, I'm not saying never again. I'm coming back for more because I'm a mature lover. But, but when I was a kid, um, and the Braves kept losing... The Atlanta Braves kept losing in the first round of the playoffs every single year. I was like, you know what? I what am I doing? This is I. This is ruining my day. I quit. And then the Braves win the World Series last year, and people are like somebody I was talking to last week. He was like, oh, so the Braves won last? Like that counts for you, right? And I'm like, dude, no, I was dead inside, dead inside the whole fucking time. I didn't enjoy it. Not, not even a molecule of pleasure. It was just a oh, uh, somebody won the World Series. It was cool. That's you know what that just segued into the next thing I wanted to talk about. It didn't even didn't even do it, guys. You're you're in the hands of a fucking pro right now. All right, a podcast pro who's eventually going to have guests, better equipment, and video. It's true. It's true. I've even I got I'm setting up my podcast uh, uh, studio right now. It's uh, it may be the spare bedroom in our apartment, but um, I just got a new chair. I got a new desk. I'm gonna get a new little tree thing. I'm gonna hang out pictures of Michael Jordan. It's gonna be great, and I'm gonna have guests. This will happen, but you gotta give me some time. Move for Christ's sake. So anyone out here is like you've been saying that. Well, guess what? Life has changed. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Phillies, Phillies, uh, ooh, you hear that train, you hear that train coming, you hear that train coming and my dog scratching, podcast pro, you guys, um, Phillies, Houston, they have a name, the Astros, the Astros first base coach, I actually played for him in Venezuela, Omar Lopez, awesome dude, so sick, but the rest of the Astros can go fuck themselves, you know, like I know, I know that Houston's probably excited, but and I I don't follow baseball that closely. Even though I played, it's just you know baseball is a very arbitrary sport. It doesn't really matter until now, in a way. So it's like they do all this work for nothing, or well, not for nothing, but they they kill themselves every day. They play basically every day for seven months, and nobody really cares until now. <laughs> it's like they'd be better off just like uh, randomizing the season or something. But uh, anyway, the Astros, dude, that, that cheating thing is still way too, way too relevant. Like, who who on earth is rooting for the Astros that, that's not in Houston right now? 
But apparently they're pretty good. It's crazy to see Verlander still doing it. Like, that guy's like... How old is Justin Verlander? He's over 40. Ver, you hear that? If he's over 42, I, the podcast is over and I'm, make, and I'm making a comeback. He's 39. Thank God. Thank God. You know, if I had to, if I had to start a comeback... How sad that would be. How quickly my wife would be like, you know what? Uh, it's over. <laughs> uh, so he's 39. Whew, almost had to do it. Nope. We almost had to put our fucking cleats back on. <laughs> um, there's definitely some cool Astros players. And some players like we're celebrating. But fuck those dudes, man. Like, it, It's one thing to cheat, but it's one thing to blat- another thing to blatantly cheat. I just feel like they kind of crossed the line with like how much they did not care about getting caught. But it's all easy for us to judge. Um, but so I, but the, this Phillies team, very cool. They got some 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 tough nosed sons of bitches on that team. And I'm a Bryce Harper fan. I don't know what his reputation is. I don't really talk to people about Bryce Harper much. But this is a guy. It's like LeBron, dude. Even though he may he hasn't had the career that Le, LeBron has. Maybe when it's said and done, he may be considered... I don't know. We'll see. He's still probably only like 15. But he's been a prodigy for such a long, long time. And he's like delivered. You know? He, he took he just took a franchise to the World Series. I don't know if he's won MVP, but he's in the, he's in the running for MVP every year. And to, to have that pressure on you and to, for that to be like your fucking prophecy when you're 15 and to actually fulfill it... And for the most part, it seems like he stays out of trouble. I don't really see... He hasn't really made any bad headlines. I think people don't like him because he's, you know... He's kind of fiery. Uh, you know, some people probably think he's arrogant. Um, talks a lot of shit, but I think that's awesome. So I'm a, I'm a Bryce Harper fan, for sure. I like the Schwarber. Uh, Castellanos. This, I don't know. I, I'm going <laughs> to... This is this is how I get into the trouble with gambling because I'm like I like this Phillies team, so I'm going to invest in what I want to see happen, and I'm basically going to buy the Phillies to win the World Series, and when they do, I will both be emotionally paid off because I like them, and then monetarily receive, and that's a great victory. But if the Astros were to just sweep them, then that sadness on, on. Two levels. So you gotta be careful, Ben. You got really if I if if Alexa if Alexa could fucking get me an algorithm or if she could make these picks, I would be so down. You know, people are worried about robots. I'll take a gambling robot for sure. They're out there, but uh, we don't get to use them. I really hope people are enjoying this podcast. Uh, anyway, so I don't I wish I had a World Series. <laughs> A World Series prediction. I'm going to say probably the Astros are going to win. They're favored. I think. Um, but I'm, I think I'm going to bet on the Phillies. It's probably where the value is. And they, they have a lot of momentum. And that matters. In all sports. But baseball. So, sometimes it really feels like a fan base can will themselves to a championship. And it kind of seems like that's what's happened in Philadelphia. But uh, I don't know. I just I feel like that the juju that's out there against the Astros isn't quite ready to deliver them a World Series. I think um, 
Let's see when the last time they won the World Series. It may have been last year. Um, sorry for this. Sorry for sorry. I have to pause the, the podcast for a science. Um, This article is called Have the Astros Won a World Series? Like, this is not even a fucking article. Like, come on. So, their last time they won, they beat the Braves? No. They lost to the Braves. They beat the Dodgers in 2017. Is that their only one? Huh, that's fascinating. I thought that because they've just been they've been in so many. They've been this is their fourth one and since 2017. Uh yeah, so 2017 was when they were cheating. Whoa! Yeah, dude, fuck the Astros. Come on, guys. We can't be. Let's all close our eyes, hold hands, and watch visualize bad things happening uh to the Astros. Balls going between Somebody's legs, swings and misses, helmet tosses. Dusty Baker choking on his on his thing on his little toothpick. He was wearing the like the he was wearing the black like COVID gloves the other day. He usually only wears, uh, <laughs> he usually only wears uh, the like batting gloves. Which I I'm sure there's there's an explanation out there. But why? Why is Dusty Baker wearing wristbands and batting gloves? Newt, my dog, is groaning about it. Why are you wearing batting gloves? And he's like, hey, worse, worse comes to worse, I'll just pinch hit myself and I'll be ready. What was he thinking? It's just weird. But the other day he was wearing like the black COVID surgical gloves. I don't know. He must have that thing with this with his hands like Newt my dog he doesn't like it when I touch his hands he's like a little autistic about his hands maybe Dusty Baker his his hands are autistic as fuck and they're like uh, please cover us at all times big city train you guys you hear that um (laughs) so we're rooting for the uh, Phillies for sure Uh, let's talk some stand up and then we're gonna close it out we're 23 minutes so we're going in overtime here uh, so if this is your first time listening or you're just checking in or you need a reminder or I frankly just like talking about it, I do stand-up comedy. been doing it for about four and a half years almost. I uh, recently moved to Chicago for stand-up comedy. My wife let me do it. She's a saint of a woman. Um, she's here. Um, or is she even real, bro? Uh, no, she's here. Um, she's just working down the hall. But uh, maybe she would be a good good guest to have on the podcast. Maybe one day. Um, anyway, so I do I do stand up comedy and uh, moved here for for comedy and uh, it's been great so far. I had a nice moment last week. Uh, I did Zanies, which is a big club here in the city, and uh, I had a good set. And then they hit me up. They said that hey they 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 recorded the set and they wanted to put out a clip of it and uh, I had never put a clip out of anything out there ever of my stand up and I've had people be like why why don't you do that and I'm like I just most people in stand up bro it takes them like 10 years to get good and a lot of times people say 
I, and when you've been doing it for 10 years, that's when now you've just begun because you have to go through like so many different like revolutions, like in terms of the type of jokes you tell and getting over fear and being uninhibited up there. And then also what, what do you want to talk about? What kind of comedy do you want to be? So you have to like figure all that shit out. And it's a really crazy exploration because there's no limitations. You can pretty much be whatever you want. The spectrum of comedy is, is, um, broad and, um, you can pretty much be whatever, but, uh, I think you find the best way to do it is just to be yourself, I think. And that just takes time. So I've been uh, admittedly insecure about having my stuff out there because I'm like, no, man, I'm still developing. It's like, you, you don't want to see me naked. I'm not developed. Let me get some pubes, <laughs> you know, let me get some girth before I put myself out there. But, uh, you know, I got my hand forced and now I have a joke out there and, uh, and honestly, it's it, it's awesome. It's just it's cool to be out there and actually see people seeing it. And as as much as I want to hate, as much as I hate to admit it, because I am so skeptical about social media. But now comedy has forced me to play, and I'll be damned. I, I get little likes on my fucking video, and I'm like, oh, oh my god, they like it. <laughs> so uh, you know. I'm relating a little bit to the world, Newt. He thinks I, he thinks I'm he thinks I'm like uh, cooing for him. Little does he know I'm cooing about myself on social media, dog. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it was kind of cool to get that out there. I don't know how much stuff I'll be putting out there in general because I don't have a good camera to film it, which is not really a good excuse, but kind of like the ideal circumstance had it where. It, happened where Zanies was filming they had it mic'd up properly and um to where you can hear me but then also hear the audience because you got to hear the audience laughing like that to me that's the critical portion of putting out a clip there's a lot of clips out there of people just like saying their jokes and then getting nothing i'm like what are you doing bro um <laughs> it is wild but um so i think i'll put some more stuff out there but um We'll see. We'll see. Um, but right now, that was the, that was the ideal circumstance where it was just all done for me. Because, uh, you know, I can be lazy. But not today. We just fucking... We just, we just unloaded 26 minutes and 57 seconds of sheer lightning bolt entertainment. I told you about how sad I got. I told you about how mad I am. At Dusty Baker's gloves, and uh, how happy I was to get gratified on social media, like any other teenage girl. Uh, guys, thank you so much for checking this out. This has been Gambling for Shoes. We're definitely gonna still bet, and we're definitely still betting on the fucking bingies. Probably do something else, but uh, I, I like the the Bengals too. I think most of all, legitimately, it's a good matchup. Prime time. Yeah. Anyway, guys, take. Take your COVID gloves off. Like, come on. Come on. Dusty Baker, I think he, he maybe thinks he's going to hit. But everyone else, take your fucking gloves off. You know, let's celebrate. Put your hands in the mud. Put your hands in your mouth. I don't know. I, I It's time. This has to be over now. Right now, there's nothing worth saying. Guys, uh, good evening. Whatever. Toodaloo.